absolutely. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, how are you doing at the moment? Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, we just released our second album, Busy Busy Times, I would say. We just finished our first ever tour. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I find that so interesting, really, because I think the perception right out there is that you released the album and uh, tours are coming up, of course, but momentarily you should be able to just sit back and chill. But that never seems to be the case, does is it? <laughs> nah, it's, of course, around the release times, it's a lot of things to do, um, which is good, which is good. I mean, now is intense times, so we need to push it, we need to go for it. Um, but we anyway, we had a midnight tomb, uh, everybody from the band. So that was very nice. Once it was out, we were spread out, but uh, we tombed quickly and we cheered. So that was that was good. A little bit of celebration needs to be done. <laughs> Success uh, achieved. It is, of course, very early days, though. It's only been out a few days. How are you finding the reaction so far from the general audience? Good, good. Um, I mean, always these these album releases. I mean, I've seen it also with Elvati um, as well. It's you cannot really grip them. Now you wake up and it's like, okay, the album is out now, and now, <laughs> you, you know. I mean, obviously we get reactions uh, on social media. We get messages, which which are very very nice. Uh, I. I read many good comments, a lot of good feedback. So it's it's good, but it's really hard to grip. <laughs> it is one of those long-term things, ultimately. Uh, come and, let's come back and look at this in six months' time when people have, you say, had the chance to grip it, to get with it, to spend time with it, more importantly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, indeed. Um, so I kind of want to go back a little bit here, really, specifically to the earliest point of the album creation and focusing on a vision. Did you have a vision when you first set out on this path to create this album? No. <laughs> um, no, we didn't have because... So once we released our first album, we just didn't know, should we continue? Where, how, how much time can or do we want to invest into this band? We just didn't really know what's next. And then at some point we were like, ah, let's just write some songs. But without having this vision in mind of a full length album, right? So we created um, as well like Elegy, Him and some of these songs that actually made it in the end on, on this album now. Um, we only started composing more with a full-length album in mind once we actually signed with Napalm and it was mm. clear that we will actually go for a full-length album uh, with a deadline and so on and so forth. So it's like, okay, now it's for real, it's happening. So um, then we started for the last, maybe the last six songs were created with the vision in mind, okay, we need to fill this album. <laughs> yeah, and, and we went to the mountains for that as well. That was really cool, um, like as a band um, for like a week where we could really just concentrate on working on the songs, getting ready so we can record these last songs in the studio. The other songs were already recorded. So it's like, yeah, it's really spread out the whole process. 
So you were kind of making music, making songs, creating songs without really any uh, clear idea of what you were going to do with them. Was this because ultimately a large section of um, the band's life has been in that COVID period where nothing really could happen? Mm, yeah, it for sure mixed up everything a little bit. I mean, I guess everybody questioned their lives and life choices and <laughs> priorities. And <laughs> I mean, it was it was a strange time overall. And of course, it was a bad timing with our first album coming out two months after this whole lockdown thing started for the first time. So yeah, so it was really special times and we didn't know how to move on. Um, now it's much clearer because now we mm. get to play live uh, this year we will have so many concerts I mean we played let's say from the beginning of our band until end of 2023 we played 11 shows that's it and two of them were live streams mm. so we really didn't get to play live a lot and now we already played 12 shows this year so this year will be now it feels like we're a band because we're active and we're on stage and we get to play live so that's cool <laughs> yes i have seen your gig calendar for 2024 and it is packed i haven't seen a calendar actually for any band be that full already at this point you're all over the world um which is simply incredible to see yeah thank you yeah it's it's really cool uh, i'm very excited also to go to north america i mean we played there uh i did two tours with elvati there so oh. it's just it's always very very special to go there so really looking forward to that yeah and of course uh sticking with that later in the year you are on these shores you are over to the uk as well finally finally <laughs> <laughs> all right so going back to the process around this album were you aware that you needed to kind of push what you'd done on the debut album to even grander and more cinematic levels because of course you have that body of work you have what you did there and now you're, you're creating songs for this well for what potentially will be a new album eventually mm, mm. I think we didn't think about that mm. <laughs> I mean I don't know it's just I just start writing songs and then Jonas adds the guitars however he feels. It's just, it's not like we're we're thinking too much. Like we we need now this and this song and it should sound like that, but it's just kind of evolves. I don't know. I don't, don't want to push it in that uh, sense that it needs to be now like that, if you know what I mean. So uh, I jam around with the piano and then something comes up and then yeah. whatever the others feel like will will happen uh, with the Arosmo or if I get a, a musical part of Jonas I just add a melody but I'm not thinking oh I should maybe more sound like this more like this I think then the magic is gone thinking too much I, I think doesn't help at least for me <laughs> it's it's amazing that the flow of the album kind of works out so well because obviously the songs are taken from different periods in time leading up to the last six and so on that you recorded in the mountains and so on but obviously, when it came to then creating a track list and putting together and you're playing them one after the other and seeing how they flow, was that a quite a simple process? Did that fall into place quite nicely? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Jonas did a first draft and then Mark added some comments and then it was kind of that. Mm. <laughs> it, it came actually quite naturally, uh, although it's a collection, as as you say as well. Exactly. Um, 
yeah, I think it's just the opener was quite clear because I mean it's such a nice opening track. <laughs> yes. Enter the void. Uh, and and then Elegy as a first song on it. I think it's it's a very good start. And the end was also I mean with this piano ballad, it just made sense. It's more like a bonus track or to slowly fade it out and give this intimate feeling in the end. Uh, yeah, and then everything around it just kind of made sense. So. Mm. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it because it's 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 so straightforward to degree for you, it falling into place, everything lining up nicely. You didn't have to spend weeks and weeks talking it over and challenging each other about where certain things must go and how it must sound. And then this needs to be cut out and this needs to be cut out. It all just falls into place wonderfully. Mm, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. For example, um, Hummingbird um, mm. was not supposed to be on the album. I mean, obviously, in the mountains, we started, of course, thinking, hey, okay, maybe maybe one more like dark track would be cool. I mean, you know, for example, um, and Hummingbird, like a track like Hummingbird was not uh, in the plan, let's say. We even wanted to have one track less, but then somehow i don't know i just started jamming around and came up with this with this first more quiet piano voicey part and i was like guys what do you think mm. <laughs> and then jonas took it and uh did this heavy part uh, on the second half and then it was finished in the mountains and and i think now without this track the album would not be complete so i'm very happy that it somehow just came <laughs> It is wonderful from my perspective to hear you describe it like that because I agree it uh, it it belongs. It would almost seem odd now to know it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Afterwards, right? Uh, so mm. I, I'm also I'm also happy <laughs> we have it. On. <laughs> yeah. um, overall, for you personally, what were some of the more challenging moments of the entire record creation process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think the the biggest challenge is always writing lyrics. It's really not my favorite part at all. Now we mm. changed the the songwriting, uh, the, the lyric writing team, let's say. Um, so I was writing with two people outside the band for the first album, that are uh, native English speaking. Um, and now our bass player Yannick, he's a talented lyricist it's crazy and uh, uh, so we teamed up for this one so um, I I am happy that I could give away uh, a big part of that because I love creating melodies and the skeleton of a the musical skeleton of a song but not not really the text so this is still for me the biggest challenge when coming up with stuff <laughs> for for songs <laughs> What did you do? So did you kind of just bounce ideas off each other? You'd bring him, say, I've got, I've written these words, these lyrics, and I think it goes here and so on. And he would read them and, or, and, and either say yay or nay and vice versa, back and forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every song is a little bit different, I would say. For example, um, for example, the Swiss German song was completely written by him for example, mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't even want to get started writing something in Swiss German that I, I never did, you know, and, and he is passionate about it. So I was like, go ahead, please. Here's the melody. Here's the song. 
please <laughs> i'm more than happy um and for example for um for it was for enemy i just knew i wanted this shun words mm. in, in the verse like attention or tension and all these and i said please these shun words and the chorus should be like something with how can i and how and how and then he he adds uh, his stuff to 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 my first feedback and then i'm like ah this this vowel doesn't fit really for example when i need to hold a high note i want an open vowel i don't like oohs and e's um and then we we talk about it and see what feels natural and it's quite mm. interesting because we're quite different people so sometimes what feels flowy for him when he sings it is for me absolutely not flowy and the other way around um because it's just the way like we both sing so differently and it's mm. very interesting because now for example in fairy tale in the bridge uh i used one phrasing the way he would do it and I would have never come up with this I always sang it a little bit different and now I took it from him and it's really cool because I, it would have not come for me naturally and so this is also how I grow so it's really cool that we can learn from each other as well it's interesting it really is it really is um and your positivity kind of shines through talking to you here you're clearly feeling very very good about the reflecting on the album but also about it being out and so on so i have to ask you then looking back at again at the entire record process what were some of your favorite moments favorite moments i mean the time in the mountains i mean it's mm. really cool you know there is this this artist house in switzerland it's really cool that it's kind of made for people with a project or a band or i don't know it can be art like painting or whatever just if you're creative you can rent this whole house um affordably <laughs> and uh, then you can just concentrate as much as possible on this without being distracted and being surrounded by this nature it's just perfect also you know then having these these dinners all together and then having this uh i don't know come together in in the evening when everybody works and we can take it from there and make make plans not only with the songs but also i mean there's so much more to it having a band than just writing songs i mean there's all this other stuff <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so we could also work on that. It was very efficient. So that that was really cool, I think, was one of my favorite um, things. Um, also, I really, really enjoyed uh, recording the vocals. Um, I don't know, it was just a lot of fun. And I think the most special thing for me was to record Verliebt in Swiss German, the, the last track, the ballad, um, because it was recorded um, in a one take. So mm. I sang the whole song from beginning until the end four times and we used the second last take. So it's just from beginning until the end without cuts. So it's it's like it's not that common to to do that right uh, anymore or also also maybe depends also a little bit on the shore and so on. But somehow it felt felt right. It was a good challenge to do that. And it's it is not perfect in that sense because there are no cuts, nothing. But it just is as raw as and authentic as it gets, I would say. So it makes it really intimate. Yeah. Is is that why you chose to do it that way? Because you wanted to get across that rawness and that more intimate feel. Mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was, I think, Jonas and Yannick that um or yeah, 
these two, I think, kind of suggested it because mm. I would never, never think, you know, it's <laughs> like, no, it needs to be perfect in that sense. And they're like, hey, but why? Let's let's do it. It's special. And uh, yeah, we, we did it like that. And uh, I, I'm very happy we did it. Okay, uh, carrying on then. So again, sticking to your personal point of view, and you kind of mentioned growth earlier on. Was there anything you learned about yourself across this entire recreation process that you think, okay, that really worked for me and I'm going to continue to use that going forward? Mm. Yes, I think um, using songwriting as a like catharsis, uh, which I never really did that much, I would say. I mean, uh, I try to be uh not dependent on uh, how to say that creativity strikes me or inspiration but i try to just be able to get out of bed i i love i love doing it in the morning just when the world is still quiet getting up and just play and see mm. what comes up with um but now for this album i use it sometimes when i felt overwhelmed um it can be anything i just sometimes force myself to sit on the piano and start jamming around uh i mean i just start playing chords and humming a melody whatever and then uh it's like hummingbird was like that i don't know uh and see it seems to work quite good <laughs> and if, so if i need to get something out of the system I, I think that that works for me quite well that i didn't know before before this 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 recording or songwriting of this album so i have this one more thing in the pocket if if i need to write something maybe i need to force myself when i feel something in real life <laughs> that's hmm. it out yeah kind of two good options big options there you got the external as you say the environment around you um but then obviously now you can look internally and mm. uh, potentially use that um not bad <laughs> it's, a, it's a great great load of options to have when you need that inspiration <laughs> to strike exactly <laughs> have you found uh at this stage it's still early days but at this stage there's a particular track on the album that you're finding people are maybe taking to more than you may have expected initially hmm. um what can i say i think Hummingbird was pointed out quite often on these interviews <laughs> that mm. uh, su surprised me in, in that way. Um, but we talked about it earlier. I think it was just without this track, the album would not be complete. And although it's 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 not a, it's not taking the boxes for a single uh, track, let's say, it's just um, it, it's just needed for this whole album as being as a unit kind of so yeah almost like a the last little bit of glue keeping everything together it's a 14 track album as well it's okay for not everything to have it be a single i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um obviously we already mentioned the touring the live playing all through that and so on for a lot of people this will be a lot a lot of people the first time this year they actually get to see you perform live outside of the live streams that were done previously so from your perspective in so many words what 
can people expect with your live experience? Hmm. Um, I mean, all the musicians on stage, I mean, they are really, really good. <laughs> Mark, Yannick, Miri, Jonas, it, it's a pleasure to, to play with them. So you for sure will get a, a wall <laughs> coming. Um, I think it's definitely one of the strengths of the guys that they're just really good. I mean, also the, the soulist that uh, Jonas plays every night. Uh, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we also try to really have this life feeling as well, like mm. strip it down a little bit compared to our previous shows that we played, like having, having less, having less, like less is more in that sense. Mm. But the cool thing, for example, the the guys are singing or or Miri as well, um, singing backing vocals and so on, really having this this band vibe, uh, not this fully polished production, but having this 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 not old school, but you know what I mean. This this mm -hmm. band vibe coming as well because we're playing, uh, we're interacting with with each other. They are singing backings and a little bit of rock and roll, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody would expect or even necessarily want you to be able to replicate the sound of an album in a live show. It, it, it wouldn't be possible because it wouldn't almost feel real. You could just then play play a backing the tracks across the speaker if that was the case. Um, so the idea of a raw and more rock and roll show, particularly when you go, do visit the UK later in the year, my city, London, the capital, you're playing the underworld. I don't know. Are you familiar with that venue? I don't think so. I... Okay, it's 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 a very cool venue for sound. Amazing wall if you're talking about a wall of sound. But I do worry about all of you fitting on that stage. Oh, I see. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be cool. It is. <laughs> it's a great, great venue though, um, and it's one of our iconic London venues. Okay, okay because I played with Elvati, I think three times in london but i think we were never in this one mm. no 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 i don't I'd remember have to... we played like oh is there like an o2 or something yeah uh well, yeah yeah but they're like they're like the brand we got low we got like the o2 academy islington o2 brixton um ah. there's, yeah there's quite a few o2s and the o2 arena itself um camden town maybe does that make sense Okay, um, what we got there? You got the electric. That's where the underworld is. We got the electric ballroom, the roundhouse. I mean, there's so many. I'd have to re. I'd, yeah, I'd have to look back. Um, but either way, you're doing the underworld later in the year yeah. as well as loads more across um this 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 country, and uh, cannot wait for that uh, um completely. Right before you go, because I know we're right about out of time here. I just wanted to talk about your website because I was on the earlier one playing around, looking around, and so on, and I came across the tribe quiz. I thought oh, that's yeah. interesting. What's this? <laughs> So I did it, and I got. Uh, I'm probably gonna butcher the the uh, the word, but Halusia, Halusia. Are you Halusia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah, that's rather rare, I would say. <laughs> okay. I, 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 whose idea was that? Because I thought it was fascinating, and it really, really made me think. <laughs> um. So for the first um album. Uh, I had this story in mind and this fantasy world. So it was also concept world. Um, mm. And we wanted to really create this, this whole universe around the Illumishate, including these five tribes. 
and uh, we thought uh, how to how to make it work to communicate that we have this world and how to uh, in inter interact with people how to make people be included in the world and the the idea of this uh, quiz came up <laughs> so um now for this album we rather didn't really touch that that much because because it's more like a collection of songs mm. i would love to go back a little bit to this to this fantasy world in some ways that we created with the tribes and so on and include it more on the third album again it's just um it is not not very easy i mean <laughs> um so i think we need to still rethink everything how to how to move on with this, how it is realistic. I mean, it's also a money question and everything, you know, like creating this whole world concept and everything. Um, but yeah, we keep this one. We did now also a, a Illumi quest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's, that's also a, a lot of fun. I just, I think we have some nerds in the band that love doing games and these things. So... Uh, we came up with with this Illumi Quest thingy with all these like adventure tech text adventure games yeah. that we all love from childhood, right? And then why not bring that in our way and in our world? So, <laughs> yeah. Yep, I did also play that too. I was on there quite a while and had a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and well, we'll see in the future, but either way, the future is looking incredibly bright. And it's very, very exciting. As we said so many times, if you want to know where you're playing live this year, just look out your window. Chances are you're going to be in someone's country or city at some point this year. Um, and of course, another side of you is out now and well worth checking out. Fabian, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation and then see you in London, I guess. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.